This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So welcome back, listeners. I apologize for the delay of this new episode. Basically, I've been gathering research and also been working on... um, uh, discussion videos on various topics that's been happening in the world of pro wrestling. Now, amongst them is the same ones that I actually talked about. Let's talk about the top of the of the entire discussion. Rossi Ogawa. You may have heard about what happened on February 4th, right after the Supreme Fight event that took place on February 4th. It was announced that Stardom and Bushiroad terminated Rossi Ogawa's contract as executive producer. Now, of course, there's going to be a bunch of, you know, rumors, speculations on what was going on. Now, the initial what report that first came out that Rossi Ogawa was poaching talent and wrestlers. Now, they presumed that this was for WWE because, of course, Kyrie Sane returned to WWE and not to mention um, Julia is going to WWE. But no, a lot of results did not go into that factor. Now... Like, the story we always hear, there's always two sides in the same coin. So, basically, here's what Rossi Ogawa's story was going on. Rossi Ogawa explained that many of his wrestlers approached him that they were unhappy with the decision-making by Bushiroad. Which is understandable, because Rossi should have had... Some sort of event power, but nothing like that has came around. So he was even tempting to leave um, <coughs> Stardom by March. But however, that wasn't what really happened. So basically, Bushiroad found out what was going on. And because of this, it led to, of course, Rossi being terminated. He was told to stop poaching. Now, Rossi doesn't consider what he did was poaching. Now, you got to remember, this is something... I'm not, I'm not, how do I say, an expert in wrestling business, but this is what I do know. We know that wrestlers are still under contract. You're not allowed to talk to them while they're still under contract until their contracts expired or they did not renew it. That is something that I've always been known for. Now, if you guys think back, look what happened to Kyle O'Reilly. WWE... Um, uh, poached them while he was still under contract with Ring of Honor. And, of course, Ring of Honor did not uh, get the lawsuit that they wanted because, you know, WWE didn't consider, but they learned their lessons that this could cause a problem. Now, Rossi, on the other hand, he is doing this because he wants to start a, pr- a new promotion. Rossi Ogawa is no stranger in building promotions. Now, he was involved with the All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling uh, which, of course, was well-known with many promotions. And then there's Arison. And then he started, of course, stardom with Fuka and Nanane Takahashi. Now, Fuka left, retired back in 2018, 2019, because she was becoming a mother. She did make appearances here and there every year, wherever she gets a chance, <coughs> and so on and so on. Now, the obvious question, there were many people that were concerned that there was going to be a mass exodus because wrestlers are loyal to Rossi Ogawa. So that would explain. Now, one particular wrestler was un- probably will be unable to leave stardom due to signing a long-term deal. 
And that person was Mayu Iwatani. Now, many of you probably ask, what the hell was she thinking? I don't know. But however, I don't think she expected that this was going to happen. But Mayu Iwatani is mostly affected by Rossi Ogawa being fired. Now, let me explain a little bit about that. As you all know, Mayu Iwatani, when she was young, she lost her father at a young age due to a brain inaneurysm or something like that. She grew up without a father, but when she moved, moved from the countryside of Japan all the way to, to the big city of Tokyo, she stayed at Rossi Ogawa's apartment rent-free, but she felt that living there rent-free doesn't suit her. But, of course, Rossi told her that the pay, her, pay him back when she, he, she made it big. And, of course... She is big. I mean, she is the icon. I mean, she's the only sole survivor from the first generation of stardom. And it's no secret about that. So it would make absolute sense. As the origi original uh, student, she is the icon. Been there, done that, won many championships. That explains it. Rossi's always been like a father to her. And, you know, and it breaks her heart how things were going. Many of us as fans are concerned for Mayu's well-being because she had no words to describe when she was writing this on, on her ex account. But this is what happened. Bushiro caught on what was going on and they told her to delete. Her. And there's those that are worried because it could Bushiro can bury her, basically have her lose the IWGP women's title, which, of course, is similar to what happened to Julia. Now, when I mentioned that to all of you uh, about Julia losing her belt, let me explain that to you in a little bit. Now, let me finish off with Mayu Iwatani. Mayu, I'm sure right now her head is spinning, and I'm sure she will, uh, her fans will love nothing more to support her no matter what. So as fans, we should support her at all, hopefully. But right now, she is focusing on her match against Mina Shirakawa in Sapporo, Sometime this weekend, I believe. But there are those that believe that maybe Mayu would retain the belt. So we'll see about that. Now, the Julia situation, what am I talking about that? Well, apparently Dave Meltzer has uncovered something that we did not know. Now, let's think back. Julia won the red belt on December 29th, 2022. Now, the initial assumption for us as fans that Julia was going to have a long, a one-year uh, reign as a champion all the way to December 29th. Many of us think that she was going to lose the belt to Tam Nakano, but apparently that did not happen. There was a reason why she lost the belt to Tam Nakano early in April rather than hopefully to take it off of her in on, Dece on December 29th, 2023. This all began with the arrival of Maya Yuiki during a press conference of the Triangle Derby, which is the trios uh, tournament. Those who've been aware or not, Julia and Maya Yuiki are not, in fact, friends. Uh, there's deep grudges against her, against each other, and all this. Now, Julia said that she was a victim to her ice ribbon bosses. They were mistreating her, and of course, Maya Yuiki was talking trash behind her back. However, Bushi Road insisted of having Julia have a match against Mayuki for the red belt. Julia was dead set against it. Yeah, you heard me, guys. 
dead set against it. Now you now, some of you may ask, why didn't Rossi do anything about it? Basically, Rossi has no power. That was the main reasons what happened. Rossi had no say in it. But however, this led to Julia to rebel against Bushiro's wishes. Now, Julia said that she doesn't believe that this should be a title match. That this belt shouldn't be defended against an outsider like Maya Yukihi. But Bushiro told her, then there's no need for you to be a champion. So this led to her to lose the belt to Tam Nakano. So now you know that Bushiroad had insaneness. Now it does explain on certain levels what was going on. Remember, Julia did not sign a new deal with Stardom. Her contract will end by the end of March. <coughs> That's the reasons why she's leaving. However, Julia said that she'll stay in Japan for a little while to help out Rossi Ogawa's a new promotion that he's forming. However, she felt that Bushi Road are destroying stardom, a vision that he built upon with his bare hands. And, you know, it's understandable. And why is that? Rossi is, of course, the guy who built stardom. And I think that's a problem that should should not have happened. But it did. Now, do I think Rossi Ogawa did the right choice of what he was doing? I feel that he should not have done what he did because it kind of caused a problem. I don't I don't know. But he should have known better not to, how do I say, get involved. Now, there's more to what's been happening in, in a regular basis within stardom. So... As you know, Kyrie Zane was only a part-timer, but many of us probably question why then she signed with Stardom. It turned out that because of her return, she might have noticed how things were with Bushi Road in control. So this led to her to make a decision due to the change of regime with WWE. As you know, Vince McMahon left and Triple H took over as the creative uh, content leader or something. That was one of the main reasons. She knew that the writing was on the wall and all this and that. But also there's many people that also question about Rossi Ogawa's tensions. Now, Tony Khan has been dissing towards Rossi Ogawa. Uh, those who don't know. Tony Khan approached Bushi Road about the possibility of having stardom talent come to AEW, but Rossi Ogawa somehow inadvertently did not want that. He was, I think, from what he was saying from his perspective, he felt that stardom were going to poach his talent. I mean, look, I understand that you don't want that, but these girls need to be more exposed in America. We need to see them more often. If Rossi doesn't want that, then that's his problem. But now that he's gone, there's the, they're saying the possibility of stardom now making their way to have participation to, with AEW. There's those who are saying that we should definitely see AEW <coughs> uh, having another a forbidden door, not only with Stardom, but with CMLL and um, who else? CML, Stardom, oh yeah, New Japan. So it would be a perfect opportunity to do that. 
So Rossi Ogawa did not want that. But also he said he wanted to bring Chris Satlander, but Tony Khan didn't do that. So it's like, it's like this. Hey, you didn't bring your talent over, so why should I send mine? You know, it's like saying, I asked permission, but you inadvertently didn't want me to, you didn't want them there. So that was the whole point of the whole mess. But what do I think about stardom? I feel right now stardom will be fine because Micah is staying because it turns out that Rossi Ogawa is not a big fan of Micah. Now, I don't know if any of my listeners are Micah fans. You probably would be like, fuck Rossi. Why isn't he a fan? I don't know. It turns out there's more to the story that you guys don't know. Now, when Tam Nakano relinquished the red belt, the deciding factor is who was going to win it? Was it Micah or Zuzuzuki? From what I'm, from what Dave Meltzer uncovered, it turns out that Rossi wanted Zuzu to win the red belt, but however, he was r- ruled out that they wanted Micah instead. That explains everything all. And of course, many of us probably would have wanted my, Zuzu to win, but I think Julia did not like the idea how... The thing is this, I feel... Because look, Zuzu is a fantastic wrestler. Not going to lie, she's talented. She's amazing. But I don't know if Star, or Bushy Row feels like maybe she's not the right girl. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Julia convinces Zuzu to leave with Rossi to start over to become a better face. Maybe, hopefully become the ace of the new promotion with Rossi. If if Julia does that, I would say she did the right thing in convincing Zuzu. I'm sure Zuzu, Julia felt many years ago that maybe she should have taken Zuzu with her. But we'll see where that leads. So there were many decisions making towards about everything. So Micah, of course, was not happy how things were. I mean, her uh, winning championship did not go well on the pay-per-view. Not to mention uh, that her moment was overshadowed with the fi- with the dismissal of Rossi Ogawa and sort of. Now, Micah may not decide to stay, but Tam also decided to stay. I hope they do give her another opportunity for the red belt because I felt that for Tam, she did not get the proper, um, you know, how do I say, reign as the red belt champion. But at the same time, we just don't know how much time she has left as a pro wrestler because, I mean, she's right now 35, 36 at, at, the, at the age of that, but we'll see. I feel we should expect more from this. Now, while this whole thing with Rossi Ogawa was happening, this is also another fucked up situation. As you know, after Hard to Kill for TNA coming back after who knows how long they've been out, Scott Demore was fired. And if you guys ever seen my news update alert, I went out like, what the fudge is going on here? I was literally going to say, what the fuck is this? So, <coughs> so that was the thing. Now, none of this makes sense. Now, this is what later was revealed. Everybody were called into a Zoom meeting and told them that Scott Demore stepped down as the president. Now, many of the talent did not buy this brand of Kool-Aid. They don't believe that Rossi would just step down as the president of TNA. No, no one, they wanted to ask questions, they cut them off. 
But later it was revealed why. Why the Scott Demore got fired. And I think Anthem, to me, they're they're not a, a, the, the same as Bushy Road, but they have a different. Uh, here's the thing. Impact Wrestling, we can agree. They did not have the proper product as a pro wrestling promotion. They had good talent. I give them that. But they did not have a way to make them stand out, to expose more. Scott Demore has been trying to get that, like, get exposure, of course, with people to notice, and not to mention signed wrestlers. So basically what was going on, Rossi was going was saying we need to make a much bigger financial budget to get <coughs> uh, TNA where it needs to be. It feels like Anthem did not like that. Like, we don't need to make, uh, spend that much money. I mean, this isn't about spending money. This is about trying to make money to get more exposure. I mean, how many fans would want to go attend a TNA show? How many people would want to uh, pay for their merch? I think Anthem misunderstand the problem. How is TNA going to succeed in that matter? Now, do I expect a mass exodus with this? No. I'm sure Demore would tell his <coughs> his talent that look, just stay a little longer in TNA. But he did show up at a promotion called Border City Wrestling. I don't know what exactly he's gonna do, but um, he was intending to buy TNA as well, from what I hear from Scott Demore, and not to mention um, he was even intending to get Braun Strowman involved. Which was interesting. So I feel that Anthem should have been more reasonable, understanding, and logical. You need your promotion to stand out. If you can't do that, then what the fudge are you still here for? I think that's the problem. I mean, look, Bushy Road had no business trying to try to cut Rossi Ogawa of power of his of the booking's decision. Anthem should not have been more. Um, fidgety on money, knowing yes, you're spending money, but you also you want to make money, but also have your promotion stand out. I think that's the problem with certain companies that owns the promotions that they're not thinking logically about this, and I think that's a problem <coughs> right there. But yeah, but we'll see what the future is like now with with TNA without Scott Demore. I'm sure many fan many. People are not happy about it. I'm sure they're like angry, frustrated that now the TNA is back and this happened. But we'll see what happens. So now let's move on with a very interesting critical factor. Um, you may or may not have heard recently, All Japan Pro Wrestling <coughs> are now in a state of, how to say, don't know what's happening here. Shuji Ishikawa has announced that he was leaving the promotion. Then we have Yoshitatsu leaving. And then Black Mensori. Now, many people probably like yourselves are asked, what exactly is going on? Here's what's happening. It turns out that President Fukuda is turning All Japan Pro Wrestling more of a sports entertainment uh, style. Like WWE. 
Now, Shuji Ishikawa, as you know, he serves as executive producer for the promotional project, no, no, the Yoshi promotion known as Evolution Girls, which was a project that was started by Suwama himself, along with Shuji Ishikawa. Now, we have seen Evolution Girls made their appearances in All Japan Pro Wrestling, which is good <coughs> in all this. But however, some things have changed. At the start of this year, Fukuda decided to have a partnership with Atris Girls. Now, those who are not familiarized with At-Risk Girls is a promotion that is based out of Yoshi promotion, but a uh, Yoshi wrestling, but at the same time, a bit of the sports entertainment style. <coughs> now, they changed their routine in, by the end of 2022. Certain wrestlers left because they did not like the idea of this whole thing, like Colors, uh, Momokogo, and a few others. So they left because... They felt that this promotion was not they not not to mention no they also are saying they're not allowing their talent to uh, to wrestle outside of the promotion which I think is a load of horseshit and now Fukuda is bringing these wrestlers instead of using Evolution Girls they're using At Risk Girls and Shuji Shikawa was not happy with the results I don't know. I I have that, but there are some wrestlers in All Japan Pro Wrestling that are unhinged about this whole thing. They, they're not feeling the idea of what they're trying to do with turning the promotion to all. And I heard that right now, All Japan Pro Wrestling are resuming their uh, negotiations for partnership with WWE. Now, I talked about this before. All Japan Pro Wrestling is a good promotion. They got some good talent. Not going to lie. But they haven't been, been a big promotion. I ask myself, of course WWE needs some allies, but I don't feel All Japan Pro Wrestling can give them exactly that big arena type. They haven't been doing that for since the 1990s. That's the bigger problem that they're overlooking. Now, I'm not saying that WWE are making the wrong choice. But there are fans out there saying that WWE are better off having New Japan Pro Wrestling. They'd rather have New Japan Pro Wrestling, but New Japan are different. Because, as you know, Tony Khan is converting AEW as a New Japan style of wrestling. That is what's happening. But we'll see how all japan and at risk girls relationship along with wwe will be so we'll be standing by towards that <coughs> now finally speaking of evolution girls if you guys are unfamiliarized evolution girls is a yoshi promotion it started out with well here's the thing this promo this promotion was supposed to be like a project started by suwama and Shuji Chikawa to introduce Yoshi wrestlers that would be in their back pocket in all Japan. Like having them be in their kind of like what we've seen with uh, Stardom and New Japan. However, as you know, things have changed. But let me introduce you guys a little bit of Evolution Girls if you guys haven't seen it. Evolution Girls uh, consistent of three girls. Now, originally they, they tested out seven girls. Only three have passed their protests. Not protests, you know, like protesting uh what more is like professional test actually there were three girls sunny who's a high speedster zones a powerhouse and then there's of course chi chi 
who is, my opinion, a very prominent wrestler with a bright future in pro wrestling. Now, what do these girls have in common? Well, let me see. Sunny, she is good. She's fun. And I enjoyed what she can do. I mean, she is a high speedster. Not going to lie about that. But, however, recently uh, she got injured and she announced her retirement from the promotion. I'm just... Uh, it was saddened. But, however, uh, she just recently said she was going to stay as a staff. But, here's the best part. She's going to be ref refereeing for Evolution Girls. I have to say, not bad. As for Zones, uh, she's a bit of a powerhouse. Recently, she's been developing a good friendship and also tagging with, um, what's her name, Hiroyo Matsumoto, because Matsumoto, she's a powerhouse. I'm not going to lie about that. And she's been training with her a lot. Zones is also good. She has a really good <coughs> wrestling style and all that. And then there's Chi-Chi. I have to say the Barbie girl of the group. I mean, beautiful, blonde. I like her eyes. But Chi-Chi, oh my God, she is fantastic. Her first win was during a Tsuruminatsu event that Stardom had. And she won her first match. I have to say it's great. However, with Sunny, as you know, no longer wrestling, <coughs> they were down to two girls. Zones and Chi-Chi. However, they just um, recruited a brand new girl named Soy. Um, I'm going to say the Soy is like a powerhouse. Now, with Ishikawa leaving All Japan Pro Wrestling, he has now been named as the general manager of, Ichi of Evolution Girls, and Suwama will remain as the executive producer. Now, Ishikawa's plans for the future as a promotion now he wants to to he has declared war against stardom and he said by hope by the end of the year they can recruit 10 more girls i mean i'm sure there's going to be healthy competition involved now as i said before there are some good girls involved i mean zoe so i haven't seen her wrestle yet i have seen the first four wrestling <coughs> events with evolution girls but yes haven't seen the much recent ones, uh, 5 through 11. Now, what is about Evolution Girls I like? As you know, recently, uh, about a year last year, Saree, or as we know her, Saree from NXT, has taken a bit of a liking towards Chi-Chi. She sees exactly what many fans see, a bright feature. Not to mention, she invited her to her second annual Sareeism. And I have to say, Chi-Chi has been really, really good. She's been appearing in various promotions. Uh, I know she appeared in New Blood. But yeah. So we'll see what happens for them. I, I have to say, this promotion, now that there's a new direction, uh, Shuji Shikawa as general manager, but he also will be wrestling in the shows as well. They're not go he's not going to overshadow. I think they just want to keep the show entertainment so they can try to pump everybody up for his girls. And people, um, <coughs> the girls actually look up to Shuji Shikawa as a father figure. Kind of like Rossi is to his girls in stardom. So we'll see how things go between them. I'm, I'm so happy for them. Uh, I can't wait to see what else Evolution will do and we'll see from there on. 
So I think that's pretty much it for we have for our episode. So I'll see you guys next time. I'm not sure if I'll be doing one next week, but I hope we have some really good content for all of you to read upon. I wanted to get this one out of the way, and hopefully uh, better content will be for you. So for now, I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. And have a nice effing day. Bang!